So uh, very good morning, everybody, to uh, week four, day three of the success briefings. Here with me, Dr. Glenn Wallace. And myself, Georgia Wallace. Good morning. So we're really delighted to have people uh, joining us live on this Zoom webinar. And also uh, this will go out as a Success ID podcast. So if you're listening as part of the podcast, then uh, lovely to have you along. So fantastic. Um, How's your week going so far, George? I know we've only had a day because here in the UK it was Easter week, long weekend. So good day yesterday. Yeah, very good. Uh, Still, as I've said, yeah, pretty busy uh, at work at the moment, ramping up for the next phase of our project. So I think all systems are go. Um, Have an interesting presentation to do today about well-being. So we're doing some stretching exercises, um, getting everybody to do some stretching exercises and um, giving them a bit of an understanding of the importance of well-being and emotional well-being um, at this at present moment in time right. during this challenge. So yeah, that will be interesting, I think, for everybody. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> it's really important, actually, because uh, I, I wondered, um, there was an article that you and I have shared, I think, with each other uh, the, from the Times uh, paper over the weekend about sleep and the quality of sleep that people were having in this period and although um, I think your particular context clearly are going to affect people's sleep quality differently (laughs) Um, I think the the general consensus was that actually people are sleeping longer generally having better quality sleep as a result of that you get more dreams I've really noticed that I have more dreams at the moment Um, and it's really weird It's, it's, it's really interesting that I think whilst there are lots of challenges to maintaining well-being. I was talking with uh, somebody yesterday. There, there, are, there are probably some upsides to this too. You know, better sleep, uh, less stress maybe, depends again on context. Um, and, and with the weather being, as I know I mentioned this yesterday, and I'm a big fan of fabulous weather. <laughs> I think that's quite uplifting to the spirits. And I, you wonder what the, the net effect is. Um, when you, when you perhaps reduce some of the stress of having having not to travel to work, maybe as as one of the things we're not having to do. Yeah, I think it's um, I definitely find the dream thing. Yes, I am dreaming more. A bit like when we go when we're on holiday. Sometimes I dream more. Maybe yeah. it's the sun. I mean, I'm not getting any more sun. Definitely <laughs> not. Then I would, but I think maybe because I'm exercise managing to exercise a bit more readily because I'm not travelling back to and from. Yeah. not feeling so tired from that commute I think maybe the exercise increase the lack of um travel time stress to try and get up for a train which yeah. I am particularly challenged at <laughs> um <laughs> I think potentially all contributes to, to potentially better sleep for people yeah. yeah it'd be interesting to see what the kind of net the sort of net effect is and uh, uh, but well but yeah okay good so so good couple of days so far and, and clearly yeah. a busy week to come. Um, so let's get on with today's uh, success briefing. Uh, do you want to kind of run us through uh, the, the sort of areas that we got to cover just briefly, because I think people that are, are probably know us well enough, just uh, what's up on today's show? So um, we firstly have the, um, nor- normally the listeners as leaders, then we go into um, the leadership well. So today we have a podcast which we'll give you some details on. Then we have the food for thought. So our topic of conversation today is leading by outcomes. 
then we will feed into the coaching corner, which we've said previously is unique to this show. Um, it provides you with some questions or some topics or some statements um, as food for thought um, um, to, to go away, listen to, reflect on um, and keep in your back pocket for the rest of the week as almost your objectives, which has a nice link to today. And I think then finally, it's our call to action. So any links or where you can find this podcast and other information from Success ID on our social media platforms. Yeah, cool. And, and I, I think um, if, you, if you're listening to this, uh, as George has said, you know, and a unique part of the show is the fact that we actually expect you, not expect, uh, we, we would suggest, strongly suggest and recommend that you actually do some work as part of the show. And I think that makes it a bit different from other podcasts. You know, you'll get some coaching at the end of the session, just short and sharp, but it helps, as George said, get your thinking in the right, right space. Uh, in order to do that, you might need to grab a pen and some paper just to get your thoughts down on paper, just to write them down. I think there's a sort of cathartic and sense-making part of actually writing your, your stuff down. Although, as George often reminds us, if you're much more modern and youthful, <laughs> you might want to use your notes on your phone. So um, that's really cool. Um, the, I want to share, if it's okay, as we, we, we try and have listeners as leaders, this part where we share stories. Uh, yesterday, we shared a story about Nick, one of our listeners. Um, and today, actually, I want to share a little story myself, if that's okay, because mm. the eagle-eyed amongst you will notice, uh, might notice that I've actually had my hair cut. Um, and that's pretty odd, bearing in mind there are no barbers open um, anywhere in uh, certainly this locality and we don't have a visiting barber because of all the restrictions that people are under. Um, but actually um, my son and I and those of you that are familiar with the whole Success ID uh, brand uh, and what we do would know Jack because Jack's often setting up all the digital elements to the work that we do. So that's his background is uh, sort of the digital piece and the media element. Um, uh, he cut my hair yesterday, and I cut his, which was oh. <laughs> yeah. He's not here to show you his, so that's okay. Yeah. But, the, but the, the interesting point was, it's very much tied into today's uh, topic. Was I trusted him implicitly to do the best he could do with you know relatively? We we bought razors, you know the the sort of buzzer cut things, um, and we had scissors and comb and everything else. Um, but I trusted him implicitly to do the best that he could do. And weirdly, he trusted me, which was, <laughs> it was dangerous. But, but, but actually, I was like, my instructions to him were pretty clear. I, I said, just can you trim the sides and the back and take a little bit of the length off the top and chop into it a little bit, give it a bit of texture um, and do what you can do. And I have to say, A, we had great fun. It was a brilliant thing to do. Um, I was no. I could actually see the the brazers, uh, the uh, what am I trying to say? The sort of buzz cutter things, you know, um, yeah. uh, shaking in my hand as I was doing his. I went first, cutting his hair, but it was really lovely because the high trust, and I trusted that actually. Bearing in mind, I was wanted a relatively simple cut. He had the skill set to to do that, and those two things combined meant that we had fun uh, and and learnt a new skill and. Well, I'll let, I'll let perhaps he, he'll drop a comment onto the Facebook page about how he felt his haircut went. But I was super pleased with mine, so so that kind of worked. Um, and it's linked, <laughs> it looks good. Yeah, it's, thank you. It's linked into this <laughs> idea of leading by outcome. So, A, I didn't have the skill set to tell him exactly what he needed to do, but I, I showed high trust and, and knew that his level of competency was fine for uh, the cut that I needed. So that was good fun, and it was a, 
I wouldn't, by the way, I'm not recommending everybody cuts each other's hair, so that is not a, <laughs> so a health warning. For, for, for those um, but that was that was really cool. So if you've uh, tried something during this lockdown period that is a new skill set for you, we'd love to hear about that. You know, what have you tried that you weren't? Perhaps lots of people are cooking more than they might have been, or you know, you might have done the haircut thing, or you, I don't know, whatever it is. You might have taught your kids, whereas you haven't had to teach them before because they've had to, be, you know, they're normally going to school. So. Any of those new skills that you've trusted yourself or trusted somebody else with would be great to hear about. But it was fun. And uh, yeah, and I, I'm pleased with, with the cut. I'm looking sharp, looking sharp, even if I say so. Yeah, fresh. <laughs> fresh. Fresh cut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the leadership well, which is looking at, at, at building a deep resource for people that are keen to lead themselves and others. Uh, yesterday we had a yes, Tuesday is a saying or a quote. And we looked at that lovely quote by Marianne Williamson. That my bad, I forgot to put that up onto the Facebook page, but I'll do that today. Um, uh, today, on Wednesdays, we look at podcasts. Um, some light and, and light-hearted and funny and just entertaining and others informative. I think we've got a bit of a mix of both today. Uh, yours is kind of light yeah. fun and you love it. And, and I've got one that uh, is, is in entertaining in one sense, but informative on another. What, why don't you shoot first and, and tell us what the podcast is that you're recommending? Yeah, I think I think there's plenty of really lighthearted podcasts on iTunes, etc. Um, and the podcast app on most people's phones. But I think this one is particularly nice because it brings together both experts and celebrities. Um, it's called Armchair Experts by Dax Shepherd. He is married to Kristen Bell, who is within the franchise of Frozen. Um, so right. if you know Frozen, you might know who he is. Um, by default. Correct, it is. Uh, okay. But she's one of the voices. Oh, okay. right. Um, and he is married to her and has been for a while. And he essentially does what he, it says on the tin, sits at his armchair, and interviews people, a lot of them he's previously known, but some of them are experts. So he does have psychologists on, he does have um, doctors on, he does have uh, business people come on as well. Um, and I think at the moment he's doing quite a lot of podcasts specific to, um, to this period of time and how to manage this period of time. Yeah. Um, but he's incredibly lighthearted, he's very witty, very funny. Um, and so I'd give him a good listen. I think he's a particular light force in a, a particular muddy, murky mm. moment at the moment. So I would recommend Armchair Expert. Armchair Expert. Okay, cool. And that's an iTunes, well, you can pick it up on iTunes, yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, correct. Um, mine is uh, a very well-known, in certain circles, uh, podcast called The Rich Roll Podcast. Rich, as in R-I-C-H, that's his first name, and Roll, R-O-L-L. Uh, it's one of the most listened to podcasts um, of its genre. They're, they're different because they're very long. So so mo many of his podcasts, I don't know how, how long the armchair expert ones are typically. Um, on average, an hour and a half, I think. Wow. Okay. So that's quite long. Yeah, quite so long. Rich, the Rich Roll ones are two hours, somewhere between an hour and mm. 45 and two hours. So they're, they're long. They're quite sciencey often, not always, but quite sort of uh, scientific. But um, Rich Roll's background, just briefly, he was, uh, well, the most significant part of his background, according to him, was when he was a drug addict um, and was really struggling to, to live a life that he wanted to. Um, and if we fast forward to now, he's an ultra distance uh, marathon runner, uh, vegan, uh, super clean, super healthy, 
um, mm. and a really cool guy, does a great interview uh, and has people on that are very often talking about living a plant-based life. So it's quite specific to that kind of dietary piece and um, endurance running, which is, is not my bag actually, but because there's so much science around nutrition, which is a real interest of mine, um, I, you know, if that's an interest of yours, then, then uh, there's a good mix. Um, nice atmosphere to it, nice tone, long, um, but I don't know about you, but I've taken to listening to podcasts at one and a half times their speed. So oh, not just because I want to get through it, but actually some of these long ones, if I, if I didn't listen to them a little bit quicker, um, then I think I probably just wouldn't bother to listen. I wouldn't find the time to listen to them. No, that's interesting. I haven't done that before. Um, the majority because... And I haven't, I'll admit, I haven't actually listened to a podcast since the lockdown started. Reason being is I tend to download them and listen to them on my commute. Right. Um, yeah, because yeah. I do find, I, I do find them really brilliant for when you're moving and traveling. But when I'm trying to think, sometimes I can't switch podcasts on. It tends to be like yeah. your Baroque music, for example, or, or, yeah. or some of my kind of pump up the music pump up the jam kind of music but mm. I think a podcast is nice actually a nice a nice mix a bit of a different dimension yeah. to it um but I, maybe one and a half times would would be better for me at this point I haven't, I haven't given that a go yeah it's it doesn't ruin the listening and I know there are some uh, podcast platforms that are, will actually take out all of the they'll compress it so they take out the quiet time so again that just makes it mm. sort of speeds it along a bit I don't well, I don't personally find that it ruins it, but again, perhaps it'd be interesting to see what um, listeners think in relation to whether it's impacting the listening, listening quality. Let's move on to food for thought for today then, which is looking at this really interesting topic, I think because it ties together two or three topics that we've spoken about in the last couple of weeks. Um, today we're looking at leading, it's often referred to as managing by outcomes or leading by outcomes. It's kind of interchangeable language there. Um, Basically, what we're, what we're suggesting, and this is linked back to my haircut uh, uh, anecdote from, from earlier on, is I've, there is a real power and real benefit to leading people by stating what the outcome is that you need them to produce, rather than focusing on the actions that people take. So the emphasis is on this is what I need, as your leader, I need you to deliver this and you get really clear on the goal and leave people to work out how they do that. And that that is offset or, or rather that is in contrast to people that want people to work from 8.30 to 6, you know, and they're only interested in the actions or they overemphasize the actions that people are taking rather than the outcome. Um, so I think that's, that's, and why is that particularly useful right now? Well, because you can't, as a leader, if we're talking about a business leader kind of environment, you can't be uh, looking over somebody's shoulder every minute of every day because they're not there. So actually, and it would be exhausting to try and give everyone the actions that they should be taking every day, but you can set outcomes for people to drive towards and deliver um, and then leave them to do that. Um, it's it's an interesting methodology, I guess, to to leading and ties in. Do you remember we spoke um, a couple of weeks about non-directive leadership styles? It's very much and tied into the delegation topic as well. I think we spoke about. Yeah, no, I think I think the interesting part that I read yesterday 
about it was the fact that actually people thrive when they're given autonomy. Um, and that's what this particular methodology does is give people the autonomy to make sure that they reach their own outcome, but it's, they are independent in, in doing so. Um, and, and they don't have that leader who is not micromanaging, but potentially micromanaging all of the different stages to lead to that outcome. Um, and that autonomy is beneficial for the individual and to the project or the end goal. Yeah, yeah, and that, there, there's a nice piece of uh, research by a guy called Dr. John Grundy who looked at um, where, how, what, where this works well and what are the things that get in the way of leaders adopting um, leadership by outcomes. And he identified two key areas. One was the lack of trust on the behalf of the leader in their people. And the second one was uh, a, a, a perception that the follower, uh, it's not a great word, but the followers didn't have the skill set to deliver. Um, his conclusion, which I think is really useful for people to take away here, is that actually the clearer you stated the outcome, and the clearer that agreement was between you about what that outcome was, when it was going to be delivered, et cetera, et cetera, the lower the trust was required because you've got a kind of clearer sense of, you know, what people need to deliver. So actually it reduces the trust required because actually we're really clear. You get it. You told me you get it. And, um, you know, we're going to give you the opportunity to go away and deliver it. So I think that there's a nice interaction interplay between trust the clarity of the goal and any perceptions you might have around people's inability or ability to deliver um yeah and i think that that's what we said the other day when it came to planning right we said we're talking about skills and capabilities and yeah. making sure that we we understand that our individuals or our employees and colleagues skill set um and then we help to match them to a particular we i yeah. think we we're talking about that with um dave cordell last week Yes. Um, and how we can use skills. And this is another example of um, incorporating skills into a, a desired outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact that actually you can get genuine stretch for people by, by delegating things to them or an out, giving them an outcome that's just a little bit beyond their or right at the edge of their sort of current skill set. So I think it's a really nice thing. I've, I've just got a few tips for leaders to think about in relation to um, leading by outcomes. Uh, it's quite a, again, quite a big topic. Um, the first, I think, is to be really clear about the desired outcomes. And I have no problem with leaders. In fact, you could argue this is what you paid for, owning the what. So, you know, what is it? What is the outcome that you want your team or that individual to deliver? And being really clear with them about what that is, I think, is really important, including the timeline for delivery. So I think that clarity piece is really important this is a topic you and i have spoken about a number of times on the success briefings which is that you need to communicate that clearly um, i think sometimes leaders fall into the trap of thinking just because they've said it somebody's understood it um, perhaps i don't know whether that's even more maybe even more important in the current environment to sort of check understanding because you know you're not seeing the whites of somebody's eyes necessarily you know you're not there being able to read their body language in terms of whether they've understood it. Um, yeah, I think that's an interesting one because actually a lot of what we get at work is someone drawing something because we produce a lot of slides or okay. we produce a lot of 
Excel spreadsheets, for example, but people often draw their desired outcome. Um, oh. And actually, it's a bit more difficult to, well, it's significantly more difficult to try and do that virtually yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of up to up to the person on the other end of the phone to try and understand the decipher yeah, what yeah. they want. Um, whereas normally I'm a pretty visual person myself, so I like seeing someone draw it because then I can get a good idea, a flavour of mm. what they what they would like. Um, mm. It's a bit more obviously more difficult virtually, so the communication piece is incredibly important. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. So again, you, there's some downs. Another bit of downside to an accepted approach that you guys take that are that's a little bit hindered. Uh, or hampered by being at a distance. Okay, so then I guess the challenge for you is how you find an alternative to that mm-hmm. in order to keep that clarity where it needs to be. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Then there's the contracting around the monitoring because I think the other thing that, that's really important around uh, leadership by outcome is that it, you don't set the outcome at the beginning of the week and then not not, not check in with somebody um, at, at any point. So I think it's, again, agreeing when you as the leader might be checking in with somebody to see what progress they're making and also what help they might need. I think that's that's really important. So set those kind of, I mean, you're much more familiar than I am with milestones and key performance indicator milestones and that kind of thing. So it it's perhaps very familiar to you. It's familiar enough to me. I'm not sure that all leaders that are listening to this uh, podcast perhaps do enough of that because they're so busy. So I think it's so easy to forget that you've set somebody off on a task but part of leadership by outcomes is being really clear and following through on the monitoring piece Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's tied then to the delegation aspect that we were talking about previously and the the monitoring and contracting around how frequently to check in and what works for them and what works for the leader to give them the confidence that they're the person is on track with with their deliverable yeah absolutely yeah and and um I, I think I'll put a link up to a uh, blog post that David Pilbeam wrote for uh, the, the website um, yesterday and he talked about there's a difference between checking in and checking up on somebody uh, and I think there's that leads us into the, nicely into the next point which is you know as a leader you need to demonstrate high trust um, I demonstrated high trust with Jack cutting my hair yesterday <laughs> um, but I think there is something you know there's you know the two people that I'm referring to, although I'm not going to refer to them by name. There are two leaders that I spoke to just before the lockdown who are of an age, right, much more closer to my generation than yours. And when they spoke about people working from home, they would do that horrible air, uh, inverted commas, speech marks thing and go, yeah, people were working from home. And they do that because they didn't trust that people would be able to, to do that you know, and that they were not going to be abusing the trust that they as leaders, you know, senior leaders themselves were going to give to people. You think, wow, A, this is the 21st century, and B, that almost says more about you than it does about the people who are, you know, going to be working from home or working virtually. So I think demonstrating that high trust sometimes means that as leaders, you have to get over that yourself. You know, there are some hang-ups or reservations you might have as much as what's going on at the other end. Um, and then finally, um, the fifth point to just have a think about is let the evidence determine your leadership actions. So if somebody's making good progress, then just let them carry on, I think. And 
uh, where they might be struggling or they might need some help or they might need a little bit of a chivy along, then, you know, get a little bit closer. I, I think, as you said, Georgia, that rather than assuming you need to, to micromanage, let the evidence of the progress determine your leadership style, right? Yeah, I was just wondering also, is there an element here of understanding what style the employee or the de the delegatee <laughs> likes or, pre or prefers? Because I know some people in, in, our, in my business love the autonomy, don't like really the check in yes. um they are happy to to just go in and continue until the outcome and let that be the final say mm. um, but other people do like having those for, like informal check-ins with their leader and i'm wondering whether that's a part of the communication mm. piece mm. here so that second point you mentioned is communicating on how you want to how the it's a two-way street i yeah. think is what i'm trying to say yeah i i, I think my my reaction to that actually is yes, absolutely. So I think um, shaping your style to meet each. In, this back to what you said about one of the leaders' jobs is to know their people really well, and so mm. part of that is knowing what style works best for those individuals. All I would say as a little word of warning is, um, don't let a preference of style of somebody in your team uh, be the driving factor if the results aren't where you need them to be. Got it. What yeah. I mean by that is I, I don't want to be checked in on, I, you know, I'm a self-starter. I, you know, I like the freedom and, and don't be looking over my shoulder. Yeah, but your results aren't where they need to be and you're not delivering what you said you were going to deliver. So I, I, my job as a leader is to step in at that point and say, you might prefer this, but this is what I need and this is why. Yeah. And I think there's, there's, does that make sense? There's a kind of yeah, of your preference and my need as a leader. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things I would suggest some managers and leaders who are not very experienced or perhaps not very confident is they would, they might be uh, tempted to uh, overly accommodate, let's put it that way, um, the people in their team when actually the results would suggest a different approach is the right way. Okay, no, interesting. Well, I pose it as a question. It's a really, really good question. And I, I would agree with you 90% of the time. It's just in those certain times when that style isn't working for either party, then it's the leader's job yeah. to step in and look at it and, and just explore it. You know, I'm interested. You wanted this approach. You know, we've got the outcome. We've given you the freedom. It's as a leader, it doesn't seem to be working. How can I help you make it work? I'm not suggesting you mm -hmm. would flick the switch and do a 180 and then suddenly go to micromanaging. You need to help understand for you and for the other person why things aren't working out the way that they hoped they would. It's a really okay. good question. Though. Yeah, really cool. Okay, so that's the kind of, um, I, I think what it really, it's a bit of glue, I think, that ties those two or three topics that we've spoken about over the last few weeks. Uh, so a kind of leadership style that's, well, we looked at a range of leadership styles. We looked at delegation. And I think leadership by outcomes uh, is a nice sort of glue that sticks those two or three topics together. Uh, nicely and hopefully we've given you some insight into how you can do that effectively. Um, we're going to move into the coaching corner, uh, which is this unique part of this particular show. And um, if you've got a paper and pen at the ready, we can walk you through today's coaching corner, which is going to be using that uh, leadership by outcomes uh, approach to help you think about um, leading people using that style and leading perhaps members of your team who are working remotely in the current kind of context. Um, 
So I'm giving you a moment or two to grab a pen or to get your notes page. And again, you don't have to use anything. You can just sit and think about your responses to these questions. We post them on the Facebook page to give you a little bit of more time during the day to have a think about them. And I'm just gonna run through those questions for you now. And if you've got a pen and paper ready, you can scribble down a sort of bullet point answers to these eight questions as we go. So number, question number one, how would you describe your level of trust when it comes to people working from home or remotely? How would you describe your level of trust when it comes to people working from home or remotely? Perhaps just a word or two, literally just to grab your first reactions to that. Question two, what are the root causes for you holding those beliefs? So what are the root causes for you holding those beliefs? Question three, how might you test those beliefs in the current environment in a way that was low risk for you, the project and your organization? So how might you test those beliefs in the current environment in a way that was low risk for you, the project and your organization? Question number four, how will you communicate the outcome you want clearly with your team member? How will you communicate the outcome that you want clearly with your team member? Question number five, what process will you go through to agree the deliverables, timescales and quality elements? What process will you go through to agree the deliverables, timescales and quality elements? That might take a little bit longer, that, the real answers to that question. So I'll move on to question number six. I'm just a, a little bit aware of time. Question six. What seems like a reasonable checking in process that demonstrates high level of trust whilst minimizing the risks? What seems like a reasonable checking in process that demonstrates high levels of trust whilst minimizing the risks? There's two more questions to go. Question seven, what will you need to do differently as a leader to ensure the outcomes are achieved through staying more hands-off? So what will you need to do differently as a leader to ensure that the outcomes are achieved through staying more hands-off? And for regular listeners to the success briefing, you know what question number eight is gonna be which is, what question haven't I asked you about leading by outcomes that might prove helpful to you? What question haven't I asked you about leading by outcomes that might prove helpful to you? Now, that's not an exhaustive list of questions, but I hope that what it's done is that George and I have created some questions there that will help you think about how you might lead by outcomes 
I think it's an incredibly powerful way to lead yourself, but also more importantly to lead in this context, lead others, particularly where those members of your team are virtual. They're at a distance. You're not seeing them every minute of every day. A well-proven methodology for leading people effectively. So I will pop those questions fairly early today up onto the Facebook page so you can have a little bit more time to have a play with those. Uh, and hopefully that might set you up for the day um, and get you going and get your team motoring or, and so, sort of super productive. Um, there's also a lovely um, blog post that went up yesterday on glenpwallace.com uh, written by my good mate, David Pilbeam. Um, and uh, I will put the links into the Facebook page for that. So George, just to wrap us up, how we, what, anything that we want people to do between now and kind of tomorrow's show? <laughs> I think you broadly covered it. I think um, if people could um, continue to share their experiences, um, any new skills that they've learned over the last few weeks, cooking, baking, learning yoga, I don't know, something, um, that would be brilliant. It'd be lovely to see them. Please go to the Success ID podcast where this is stored and also 50 plus, I think, and other, other podcasts that you've done previous to the pandemic starting. Um, and please find the questions and more information on what we've discussed today on our the Facebook page, Dr. Glenn P. Wallace Coaching, for more information. And from me, we'll see you tomorrow and have a brilliant day. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks ever so much, everybody. Uh, have a safe, keep safe, keep well, lead brilliantly. And Georgia and I will see you tomorrow morning, 8.15. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.